Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Tips and Slip Sports, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. afternoon good evening ladies and gentlemen degenerates and gamblers far and wide welcome in to episode number 33 of the talk in the line podcast can't believe it's already been 33 already and infinity to go thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful wednesday of bets Before we talk some lines today and give you some value on today's action, take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the Talking the Line podcast on. If you like the sound waves that are reverberating off your eardrums and you are kindly allowing us to penetrate your ear holes, as the good Pat McAfee would say, Go ahead and leave us a rating. We sure do appreciate those and a quick comment if you have time. And last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you can locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within that link tree, you will find all of the TTL crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka. And as per usual, it is my pleasure to bring in the co-host of the TTL podcast, my partner, my degenerate pal, the man who gambles along with me day in and day out and has hopped on the talking line and tips and slips rocket with me and is just rocking and rolling up to the moon. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, the man, the myth, the legend, the Green Bay Packers die hard himself, Riley R. Max Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, I am feeling good. We are halfway through the week, halfway to the old weekend, a little mm. weekend action. But that uh, doesn't uh, need to shine a light away from what we've got going on today because we've got some juicy action coming uh, coming our people's way here. We do have some serious action. We found some serious value. We have uh, made a collective decision, decision, decision as a unit to stay far away from NHL for the time being uh, for our favorite plays. If we find some additional value uh, in the mornings after we record the podcast, we might take those bad boys. But for right now, we are staying far away from it. Nice little Hollywood cleanse, if you might. Yeah, if you might. It has been quite unpredictable lately. A lot of uh, underdogs pulling off big upsets, a lot of last-minute totals going over to six when the total was set at five and a half. You know, a lot of weird stuff. So we found uh, some pretty solid value in the NBA and MLB today. So you know we're going to be slapping that at you. We, of course, have our Wednesday Warrior. And as per usual, the Moneyline Dice Roll. We'll have that coming at you all on this podcast. Um, Outside of that, before we uh, jump in here, partner, on this beautiful Wednesday, May 5th, 2021, 
anything you got to get off the chest, get off the heart, clear your mind before we drop some knowledge on these kind folks that decided to stop by episode 33. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope you had a nice, uh, you know, happy Star Wars Day yesterday. Yeah. yeah. And now, uh, if you do uh, celebrate this holiday, hope you have Mm -hmm. a great holiday. Yeah. Hope you uh, had the force on your side yesterday. And today, your belly is filled with nothing but tequila. Tequila and tacos (laughs) and margaritas. Tequila and tacos, my friend. Uh, I might have to have to indulge this evening step out i usually i usually meal prep i'm a pretty yeah. uh nutrition yeah you are nutrition conscious guy so i meal prep i might have to uh step out of the comfort zone here yeah a little burrito action a little quesadilla hey, we'll see what happens but let's save this nonsense and this banter for the end of the podcast for the loyal listeners that stick around for that good nonsense that we uh like to chat about however No more waiting. No more hesitating. It is time for everybody's favorite segment of the TTL podcast, the TTL Cruise. Favorite plays of the day for this beautiful Wednesday of bets. As I mentioned just a little bit bit ago there, we are sticking with NBA Mm -hmm. and MLB. We got two NBA straight plays coming at you today and three MLB straight plays. So let's go ahead, as per usual, lace up those Jordans, toss on the jersey, get ready to hop on the hardwood, and slam home some picks. Partner, you got the first one today. What are we hammering home for the first pick on today's NBA slate? My man, we've got uh, a few of our favorite NBA teams to bet on in action tonight with some uh, pretty valuable lines, if I do say so myself. I concur. Uh, And to kick it off, we've got the Phoenix Suns minus two and a half versus the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Suns are 5-0 and straight up over their last five games, 4-1 and ETS over their last five. Uh, Phoenix beat the Hawks on March 30th by seven points. And the uh, the Hawks this year are 0-4, or at least in the last four times out there, 0-4 ATS versus a team with a win percentage above 600. Uh, and now the Suns in recent weeks here are 8-3-1 ATS over their last 12 games. And on the season, they are 10-5 and on no rest. They've got a little bit of momentum on their side. They, uh, you know, had a uh, tough matchup last night with the Cavs. However, in overtime, they beat the doors off of them, covering, I think it was minus 13 in overtime, winning by 16 points. Mm. They're going to use that momentum rolling right into this game here. Uh, Atlanta with Trey Young back. They played well against Portland the other day. However, this Suns team has got a much better defensive formula than uh, than those Blazers did. Uh, so I love the Suns to take care of business here. Like I said the, earlier, the Hawks just don't, uh, you know, the Hawks are a solid team, but they don't play up to the, uh, you know, the top upper upper echelon of the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this line is so short because of how well um, Atlanta has played in their last two games. They beat the doors off of our Bulls. <laughs> let's yeah, let's face it. Uh, that's what happened. And then, you know, they came out a lot to uh, a lot of people's surprise and our surprise beat Portland 123-114, as you were saying. So I think that's why the line's so short. But this Suns team is way too powerful and mm-hmm. it's way too high powered on both offense and defense to allow Atlanta to do anything of keep this game close right. tonight. Yep. So first play of the day, we are rocking with the Suns, minus two and a half. Lock that bad boy in on whatever the current best line you're seeing it at on your favorite sports book. Moving on to the second play of the day. That's right, one, now two for our second favorite 
NBA play of the day on today's slate. Mr. Mags uh, kind of foreshadowed it. We got some of our our babies, if you will, Mm -hmm. some of our favorites to bet on over the course of this NBA season, and this play just so happens to be one of them. We are headed on over to the matchup between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves. We are taking the Memphis Grizzlies minus three and a half. Now, you might be a little gun shy as uh, how the Memphis Grizzlies have played lately. They are not doing well at all. They've kind of dropped off here in their last five games. They've only won one game, and that was against Orlando. They've uh, just kind of looked a little bit out of sorts. However, me and my partner were talking, and this looks like the do-or-die time, the time where they need to turn things around in the Western Conference. They are currently in the nine spot, and they're trying to keep pace with the Warriors, who um, are playing the Pel- or played the Pelicans yesterday, and uh, they're trying to fend off the Spurs currently at this time. So that's their biggest focus. Now, Memphis is 1-4 ATS in their last five, and if you look, Minnesota is 4-1 ATS in their last five. However, the opposite is going to start happening here. Minnesota needs to start tanking if they want to have one of those good lottery spots and they need to chill out with trying to get the MVP award because nobody on that team is going to get the MVP award. They need to settle down. Um, Memphis, as I said, they really need to start uh, keeping pace with the Warriors and fending off the Spurs. And they've covered every time, almost every time, time and time again, if you will, in this spot across the course of the season. Memphis is 39-25 ATS overall, 20-12 and 12 ATS on the road, and 7-5 and 5 ATS as a road favorite. They've been a wagon ATS all season. Don't worry about this little bump in the road. I think they are turning it around 100% tonight. Minnesota is 30-32-2 ATS overall, 16-16 and 16 ATS at home, and 14-13. 14 and 13 ATS as a home dog. They've been really large point dogs early on there in the season when they were with that cat and a lot of key players. They were a pretty banged up team, if you do remember, at the beginning of the NBA regular season. So that's kind of why they have such a good home dog record. Um, But I don't think they're going to cover a line this short at plus three and a half. Memphis handles business consistently against Minnesota uh, across historically and over the course of this season they're 13 and 3 ats in the last 16 meetings and 4 and 0 ats in the last four in minnesota the last one that was in minnesota um was a 118 107 victory for the grizzlies they covered as two and a half point dogs and then in memphis this year the grizzlies won 120 108 as six and a half point favorites so the line ticked down obviously to three and a half for this game because at open um just because of how the grizzlies have been playing and minnesota obviously had <laughs> to everybody's surprise has been playing out of their minds but as i'm saying minnesota really needs to start tanking really needs to stop uh trying to win so many games and uh, it's the opposite story for memphis a couple last key trends i was looking at memphis six and one ats last seven after a straight up loss of 10 points or more they actually did that recently on april 30th they covered as minus 12 and a half point favorites against orlando after a 130 to 109 loss to portland on april the 28th memphis is also six and one ats their last seven versus a team with a winning percent below 400 mm-hmm. I think the Grizzlies get it done by at least four points, if not eight, if not by double digits. I don't think this line should be this close. And I think Jaws' leadership and Valencia Eunice, I think they'll come out and be ready to 
lay the hammer down on a weak yeah. Minnesota team. Yeah. Last thing I can add there, uh, I think, uh, like you meant, you just mentioned Valanciunas, I think that's a decent matchup against Cat. Uh, last thing, trend-wise, with rest advantage, Minnesota is dead last in the league, 1-9 ATS. Mm. And they've got a uh, nice little advantage here, but, uh, you know, not any back-to-back situation here for the Grizzlies, so... No, not at all. And yeah, that that was key. I did see that as well. Uh, Minnesota has had one and nine with the yeah. rest disadvantage. That's yeah. rough. And what they're on uh, three days rest now. Uh, I believe so. Yep. Yeah. Either way, we love the Grizzlies minus three and a half in this matchup. That's our second play of the day. Lock that bad boy in on whatever the current best line you can find it at on your favorite sports book. And moving right along. On to today's MLB slate, we have, as previously mentioned, three straight plays for you today, and I am going to kick things off. Our first play is coming out of pick play, whatever you would like to call it, is coming out of the Orioles versus Mariners matchup. First pitch in this one tonight, or actually this afternoon, is 2.40 p.m. Central Standard Time. The pick, play, whatever you want to say, we are taking out of this matchup, is the Orioles' first five money line. Let me tell you why. Baltimore has put up 14 first five inning runs in their last five games, and not including yesterday's game, the previous matchup where they won 5-3 to three over Seattle, they did score all five of their um, runs in the eighth inning, However, that was the first time that they hadn't scored a fifth inning run in over eight games, I do believe. So mm-hmm. they have been a very solid team at the beginning of games. Seattle has only put up nine first five inning runs over their last five games. Okay. So quite the spread there. Baltimore is uh, 23rd in the league with two point, averaging 2.24 first five inning runs per game. And Seattle is 27th in the league, averaging 1.93 first five inning runs per game. So a little tighter on those lines. However, you like Baltimore has a little bit of more of an advantage there. And one final key thing that I am looking at, and you pointed me right in that direction as well, partner, is Means versus Kikuchi in this matchup. Means is taking the matchup for, or taking the mound for the Orioles, and he has been a stone cold killer this year. He is uh, currently 3-0 with a 1.70 ERA Mm -hmm. in his last three starts. He has gone 20 and a third innings, has only given up three earned runs, and has only given up eight hits. The man is on fire right now. Yeah. And Kikuchi taking the mound for the Mariners. He was solid in his last outing against um, the Astros. He went seven innings, didn't give up a run, and only gave up a hit. But in all games previous to that, he gave up at least um, five runs. Well, he gave up two and three and then five back-to-back. So he has uh, been hit or miss and mediocre at best, to say the least. The game previous to uh, the one against Houston, Seattle lost to Boston six to five. He went four and two-thirds inning, gave up five runs, and six hits. Right. Yeah. So I overall think this comes down to the pitching matchup. Yeah. Means is a uh, absolute dog when yeah. it comes I down to. Uh, I and, think he's a dark horse for some Cy Young action. Honestly. Yeah. I, I really. I do too. You know, not a, not a great team. You know, not a flashy name. So it's probably not gonna. He's gonna mm-hmm. have to 
really go for it. But, uh, you know, like I said, dark horse. Absolutely. And one final closing thought. The Mariners are against lefties are averaging .203 batting and .294 on base. It's not very good. Not very good at all. And Mr. Means is a solid lefty. And actually, Baltimore facing Kikuchi, who is a lefty as well, Batting average of 268, OBP of 312, Ooh. and 5.03 runs per nine innings to Seattle's 4.33 runs per nine innings. Yes, yeah, I love that action. Give me all of Baltimore first five. Shouldn't have to sweat this one out at all. Lock it in at whatever the current best line you are finding it at on your favorite sports book. Once again, Baltimore Orioles first five money line. For the second play out of today's MLB slate, we're headed on over to another uh, matchup in a series between the Detroit Tigers and the Boston Red Sox. My partners got our play coming out of that matchup today. All right, my man. We are taking out of this one Boston minus one and a half over the Detroit Tigers. You got Casey Mize on the mound for the Tigers versus Martin Perez for the Red Sox. Uh, At the time of recording... um, they, these teams are actually playing right now. Boston is putting up some serious runs. Uh, Boston is 18-11 to the run line this year. They are 13-4 and to the run line after a win. Detroit, on the other hand, is 6-14 and to the run line after a loss. They are also 5-11 and to the run line on the road. The biggest thing for me in this one is that the Tigers are absolutely brutal against left-handed pitching, far worse than the Mariners uh, that my partner just mentioned, and the Mariners are not very good. Not good at all. The Tigers' offense is, without a doubt, the worst offense in baseball. They are, without a doubt, the worst team in baseball, and it's... 90% 90% because of that offense. Uh, they are currently on a six-game losing streak, including three shutouts. Red Sox are going to put a, put on a show all series long in this one. Yeah, Tigers 169 average against lefties, 229 OBP, 1.70 runs per nine innings Holy against shit. lefties. That's I mean, that's absolutely terrible. And, you know, Casey Mize, he's been... He's been questionable this season, and Boston is hitting righties really well. 255 average, 326 OVP, and 5.20 runs per nine. Yeah. 5.20 sure seems a lot different than 1.70 to me, so I will gladly hammer in the Red Sox minus one and a half right there with you, my man. Yep. So for the second play of the day, if you didn't just catch it right there, out of the MLB slate, Boston Red Sox minus one and a half on the full game run line. And I told you, we had three plays. We've covered two. This is the third. For our third and final favorite play out of today's MLB slate, we're rocking and rolling on over to the matchup between the Pittsburgh Pirates and the San Diego Padres. Now, this first pitch is at 7.10 p.m. Central Standard Time, so a little bit later, cap off the evening for you, but should be a solid game to watch. We love the... Padres in this matchup minus one and a half. That is our pick in this matchup. The Padres, three out of their last five, have come by more than two runs, not including yesterday's game. And those were pretty convincingly by more than two runs six to two, 12 to three, two to nothing against these same Pittsburgh Pirates. The Pirates have lost all five of their last games, not including yesterday's game, and have come all by more than two runs. 
and very convincingly two runs two to nothing three to nothing 12 to five seven to three and nine to six so they are getting the runs put up on them left right and center partner yeah brew breaker on the mound for the pirates and my boy so much wish that he was still on the cubs Mm -hmm. and we didn't trade him away my boy you darvish is taking the mound for the padres Darvish has actually some pretty good numbers against the Pirates, as he saw him a good amount of times playing for the Cubs in the NL Central. Over seven career games against these Pittsburgh Pirates, he is throwing or has allowed eight hits, and he has given up 12 runs. I'm sorry, 26 hits, 12 runs. The Pirates are averaging 172 batting against him. He has an 8.80 strikeout to walk ratio on base percentage of 214. And the Pirates have a slugging percentage of 291 against Darvish and an on OPS of 505. I just wanted to hammer in all of those because he is extremely dominant against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Not only that, he has been absolutely dominant this whole season so far. Minus one weird start at the beginning of the season where he gave up four runs against Arizona. The D-backs were hot. They were my team at the beginning. Well, as mentioned, we've mentioned it before. A lot of these pitchers, even the best pitchers in the league, shaky start first time out, and then it's all systems go from there. Right. And just as you said, all systems go from there. It has been the case for Darvish. <laughs> his, uh, anybody. His last five games out, his last five starts, he has only given up one run in each of those matchups. He has gone six innings and six and a third innings, and the other three matchups were all seven innings. So he has been putting in serious work, and he has been getting the job done all year long. Um, you know, San Diego, Pittsburgh, they're kind of similar batting-wise against righties right now. Pitts, or San Diego is obviously a lot better. They're averaging 236, 319 OBP, and 4.10 runs per nine. Pittsburgh, just a little bit less. 229 average, 3.08 OBP, or 308 OBP, and 3.88 runs per nine innings. However, as I just said, you Darvish is no regular variety, yeah. and they're going to be getting all types of action and all types of pitches thrown their way tonight. I think you goes for at least six and a third, if not longer. I, I think, think he sees. I think he sees the seven for sure. And one final uh, thought on this matchup: the umpire behind the plate tonight is Ryan Addison or addition. I'm not quite sure how you say that. I've never heard of him before. However, I did look up his stats. He's two and two overall so far behind the plate, but home favorites are two and oh when he is behind the plate. Okay. And they are very long home favorites, 230 or higher. Okay. So I absolutely love to see that. Wanted to pepper that on in there for our third play of the day coming out of the MLB slate we are taking the San Diego Padres minus one and a half lock that bad boy in on whatever the current best line you can find it at on your favorite sports book as per usual there you have them there you go folks you have the straight favorite plays of the day for the TTL crew you got two NBA plays the Suns minus two and a half and the Grizzlies minus three and a half and you got three MLB plays you got the Orioles first five money line the Red Sox minus one and a half and the Padres minus one and a half finding some serious value right there and I'm feeling a clean sweep of the board on this beautiful Wednesday of bets 
Now, for the second segment, you know we had to give you a special play of some kind. And as I mentioned at the opener, it's our Wednesday Warrior. It is one of our favorite special plays if you haven't been around before. And we are rolling with one of our classic Wednesday Warriors for this week once again. They have made many appearances over the NBA season on the newsletter and on the podcast as a Wednesday Warrior. You might say enough. the Wednesday Warrior. The Wednesday Warrior of the T- TTL crew, if you will. But enough for me. I'm going to let my partner tell you who we're taking for today's Wednesday Warrior. All righty. We are taking the New York Knicks plus three and a half versus the Denver Nuggets in Denver. The Knicks, I mean, like we said, probably the Wednesday Warrior. If you had to pick one for not just NBA, any slate on any, any, slate any sport right now. Ever. <laughs> the Knicks are 15-1 and one ATS over their last 16 games. On the season, they are 26-15 and 15 ATS with one day off. With equal rest, the Knicks are 20-8 and eight ATS. That is the best ATS record in the league with equal rest. Uh, they are 15-7 and seven as an away dog ATS. And, uh, you know, these Nuggets, they've been winning games. However, they have not been covering. They are 3-6 and six ATS over their last nine games. They uh, just came off of a rough loss to the Lakers in which they only scored 89 points. Mm-hmm. That type of offensive production is not going to cut it here against these Knicks and the stingy defense. Um, last thing here, nothing special as a home favorite for the Nuggets. They are 13-16 and 16 ATS. If you're giving us the Knicks with some... Extra points, you know we got to take them. We ain't passing it up. There's no question about it. You're going to give me three and a half points with the Knicks. I'm going to hammer that in every single day of the week, especially with every stat you you just laid down. And you could probably go on on for for another month. You could go ahead (laughs) and find about 17 more websites with about 50 more different articles on how many different ATS covers this team has. And that's why the Knicks are our Wednesday Warrior. Because if you didn't know, the Wednesday Warrior is a team that fights to battle and cover their spread no matter what position they're in. And if you haven't been watching the NBA season, you definitely don't know this, but if you have, that is the New York Knicks. And this week's Wednesday Warrior. The New York Knicks plus three and a half. Lock that bad boy in. I almost said minus three and a half because I think they should be favored. (laughs) New York Knicks plus three and a half. This week's Wednesday Warrior. Hammer that bad boy home. All right, it's that time. We've hit the favorite plays. We've given you the special play. Now it's time. Now it's time for the Moneyline Dice Roll. That's right, they are coming on back for Wednesday's pod. Had a little bit of a rough beat on Monday's pod. We had the New York trickery, my man. We had the New York Mets money line. And it was five to six in the ninth inning. Pete Alonzo was at bat, and it looked like he had the ability to maybe put one over the wall. And the lights went out at Bush Stadium. Fucking bullshit. What? The only thing, as my partner said on Twitter, that could stop these money line dice. So it's not these dice. It was horse shit in the game. You can't possibly believe that these dice picked that game wrong. 
There was something in that game with all that sorcery going on that did not allow the waves and frequencies of this these die to make that play happen. There's actually an appeal going on as we speak. There's right? a, there's a <laughs> serious appeal going on right now, and we might have to take this up a few rungs to some state legislatures at this point because it they, they, that that was so incorrect. But enough of that banter because we feel as bad about it as you guys do if you didn't hit it. So we're bringing them back. We're going for another MLB matchup. The Dice let us know what they wanted to see, what they were feeling, and they said, hey, let me uh, let me roll on this old Toronto Blue Jays versus Oakland A's matchup mm-hmm. here. We got Robbie Ray on the mound for the Blue Jays, and we got Chris Bassett on the mound for the A's. The Blue Jays are opening up as the underdog, plus 105, and they are the away team. The Oakland A's are opening up as the favorite, minus 125, and they are the home team. Just a little preface for you. There you go. So you know what's about to go down. You know what time it is, ladies and gentlemen, and I can't wait until we are on YouTube so you guys can actually see me roll these damn dice because it is sometimes kind of weird telling you what I'm rolling. A little ASMR, dude. But a little ASMR, and uh, shortly you'll be able to see these dice live and in person doing their magic. Now, without further ado, as per usual, first roll. Home or away, Mr. Magnuson, home or away. Moneyline dice, who are we taking today? In a three, in a two, in a one. The Oakland A's. The Oakland A's home team. Okay. Okay. All right, dice, are we taking ATS against the run line? Or money line. In a three. In a two. In a one. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She's on the floor. That is a uh, little ATS action. little ATS. Okay. Run line. Let me uh, get situated here again. I got the chair we back down. We can get that dice later. We'll get that dice later. So, so no that's big uh, deal. Well, Oakland A's minus one and a half action. But the dice have the spoken. The dice have spoken. You said it, partner. The dice have spoken, my man. Oakland A's minus one and a half Lock it in if you want to cash that ticket. As a reminder, dice are two and one since coming back to the TTL. Two pod. and one with some funny business with some on the loss. Funny business, we believe. And hey, my man, that's a little plus one sixty five action there. In the dice we in trust. In the dice we trust. In the dice we trust. So let me write that down real quick so I don't forget. A's time of recording. A's offense is cooking in uh, early on in the game, my man. What so score? Four nothing. Bottom second. We need that action for our twofer. Absolutely. We definitely do need that action for our twofer. However, I took the Blue Jays' first five money line because I was confident in them again. But that's all right. Whatever. I'd rather have the overcash. So, one more time. Money line dice. Oakland A's minus one and a half. The dice have spoken. And there you really have it, ladies and gentlemen. You got the favorite plays, the two NBA plays. You got the three MLB plays. You got the classic Wednesday Warrior and the crowd favorite Wednesday Warrior and the always popular Moneyline Dice Roll. The dice have spoken. We got value from all over today's slates. Lock those bad boys in. Hammer them home. Sprinkle a little bit of dough on down on them. 
and get ready to run those tickets to the window with the TTL crew. Now, for you kind degenerates and gamblers that just stop on by the TTL podcast for our plays, picks, and analysis, there you go. We'll see you later. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for hammering in some plays with us today and helping us bankrupt these sports books one play at a time. We cannot thank you enough. However, it's time to kick it on back a little bit. We ain't got to talk so fast now. We ain't got to rush through everything. It's time for a little banter minutes, my man. How you feeling over there? How you doing? You're looking good. You got the Packers green on. I feel good. What's happening? Hey, Aaron Rodgers is still in town. That's all I know. Yeah, as every day ticks by, as long as that is still a thing, I uh, I see you show up at the TTL studios with a smile upon your face. You're, you would be correct in that. However, <laughs> man, I, I don't, I, I, and if you want to go down a little rabbit hole here real quick, I don't, I don't know, I don't even know necessarily if saying I don't know what to believe is the right thing because there are so many media outlets and I can't remember who I listened to today. It was a quick clip and he basically said, it's over. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's over. They're not going to fire Gunta Kuntz. They're not obviously going to give Aaron the contract that he wanted to ensure him that he's going to be their man through 2025 because I think he can more than play through 2025 and they're not going to trade him those are the three options on the table well if that was the case and that's known then so something would have happened by now and there was there was something I, I don't remember how he wrapped it up and what what the possibility was but I I just man I I I don't see Aaron Rodgers in a Packers uniform next year I do yeah, I minus one fifty on the old uh, DraftKings has got some odds for it. Minus really? one fifty for the pack for him to still be a Packer. Hmm. And it could all be smoke because you I know, mean I'm not saying there's apps. I'm not saying it's all 100 percent bullshit. I'm not saying that. Well, I just yeah. I just think son of a lot of this stuff in the off season with the NFL is so overblown. And sure. maybe I'm just accustomed to it because they keep putting my man's name in their mouth every single off season the last right. two three years, and. Uh, you know, the last two seasons, he's uh, basically shut everyone the hell up and yeah, obviously played an M- at an MVP level this year after yeah. uh, getting called washed up and all this and saying mm-hmm. he's pissed off at the floor. They look mm-hmm. like they had a lot of fun this year. Yeah. And if uh, if firing Gutekunz is what's going to solve all this fucking issue, then I, I wouldn't hate that. Here's the door, pal. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know what to believe. Oh, I, I, like, I don't know what to believe, basically. Uh, yeah. Basically. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it is, too. I, would be, I don't see I, what Aaron's motive is, would be to leak all this information. Right, so I don't know that, who's yeah. leaking the information right. or what's happening, how it's getting out, what well, party is, is uh, it. You know, I, I'm sure you saw it on uh, Pat McAfee's show. I think it was Peter Schrager. Mm. talking to him for a minute like Shrigs, basically yeah. like this is an Aaron like he didn't want it doesn't seem like he wanted this leaked like him talking to uh Schefter Rappaport Glazer that doesn't not that's not really his style right exactly and it's like okay is this like a, another he even mentioned like is this another team's like rival agent or something like that and uh, it's like well damn I wouldn't even spreading some nonsense yeah. yeah and like I said it's I'm sure there it's not 100% hunky-dory otherwise he would have been like hey now what the fuck this is all bullshit yeah, but uh, I think it's I think it's just exaggerated. 
I think it's I think so too. And it, it, like you said, man, the the off season is time for real overreaction. Yeah, I mean, you know, what was it? A month, two months ago, we were talking pretty similar uh, about Russell Wilson. Yeah, very similar pretty, story. Very similar. I haven't heard his name in anyone's mouth for a not, solid month. Not quite sixteen years, but this is a little Still, bit, yeah. little bit touchier. There but. was teams that even said four teams, like, "Hey, I don't want to go anywhere," but. If yeah. I do, here are the yeah. four teams. Aaron hasn't done that shit. Well, I mean, it's been leaked, I guess, that he's yeah, but, said a few teams that he'd be cool with. But like I said, it's been a month since we've been talking Russell Wilson. And I haven't heard a single person talk about that yeah, guy. Yeah, I, I think there were deals. I mean, there were deals definitely on the table and there were deals made. Like, they're just nobody. They didn't pull the trigger. Right. The Seahawks just didn't pull the trigger is all it came down to. But. Yeah, I mean the jury is still out for your man. We'll see. We'll see what like happens said, in the coming uh, months. I don't know. He's still there, and I still got a smile on my face. Yeah, every day that ticks by, that's uh, that's all I care about. Because I don't want to see that day if he ain't uh, wearing that number twelve in green and gold. I don't want to see you on that I day. Don't, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna let you have a day of solace when that if that day ever comes around, which it unfortunately, I mean, it'll come always around will. Sure. Hopefully, it will happen well, as saw- his retirement for your benefit. <sighs> Yeah, but not for I, mine as a Bears I, fan. I would be more shocked because I like didn't really like, you know, I didn't I didn't think of that at the end of this season. Like, okay, he's the fucking MVP. Whether we mm-hmm. win or lose, we're running it back again next year. I, I haven't had that moment where I'm like, okay, I need to enjoy this season because right. it might be the last time I see him. I didn't have that, mm. and so if I don't have that, where I'm like preparing myself for it, no closure, if you I, will. That, yes. Mm. That, yeah, mm. actually, yes. No closure on the... I, I mean, I can, Not only I that, can empathize but just with like, that 100%. I'm so desperate for him to get a second ring with us. Uh, hey, well, as we're on the QB conversation, I was uh, watching a little bit of my my man, my QB one, Justin Fields, putting in some work in the weight room already, getting after it. Hadn't even... He ain't sitting around talking to the media, taking time off. He is putting in work. I... Uh, I honestly, I heard Dan Orlovsky actually say this to, uh, the other day, and I couldn't agree with him more. <clears throat> he, he basically said, why would you start Andy Dalton? Why would you take that risk? Because look at it this way. If we either go two and five to start the season or five and two, Let's say we do what we did last year and we're the worst four right. and two, five and two team right. in the fucking league. Right, right, right. Right. Let's say it's that, but let's let's say more realistic two and five if Andy Dalton's leading at first seven games. Then you gotta drop Justin Fields into that situation in the heart of Chicago and he's gotta be the savior of that team yeah. or he's a piece of shit. Right. That's how Chicago works. That's just how it works. I live here, I've no, I'm, I'm a Bears yeah. fan, that's just how it happens. And I don't want to see that happen to Justin Fields because then it'll just start the narrative all over again, like they just come to ruin quarterbacks. And if that is their there's... if that's their plan, the Bears are effed. However, if their plan is to develop his and he looks ready, he looks like an NFL quarterback. He had he didn't have his shirt off. He was rocking and rolling out on the field, sweat glistening out there, moving. <laughs> my man, he was moving, and I mean, he looks like an NFL quarterback. He doesn't look like no Zach Wilson. Like, Zach Wilson looks like me, man. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, we are yeah. very far off in body type. <laughs> I mean, I I put on, I get back my my weightlifting shape. I put on an additional twenty thirty pounds, and man, I I look like Zach Wilson. But no, nonetheless, 
I uh, I think you drop Justin Fields in week one. I think you gear him up. I think you get him ready during OTAs. I think you get him ready. There's no preseason this year, the so old- you can work more one-on-one and don't have to do all the goofy nonsense. I, I think I you mean, slot him in week one. The alternative would be, as opposed to what you were saying, like whether it's mid-season, whether they're 5-2, and 2-5, 3-4, 4-3, two, two and and four, four and three, whatever it I is. I just think it's not good. I mean, the alternative would be to just say, okay, he's not playing this year at all, similar to how, you know, it was a completely different situation. But Pat Mahomes, I think he played week 17 for his first start. Yeah. In his first season, granted, they had Alex Smith. They were still a good team. Alex Alex Smith Smith was still playing at a solid level. Um, So it's obviously a different situation. But like you said, if Andy Dalton comes out and the Bears suck and they're two and five, then people are going to be calling for Andy Dalton's head. Exactly. And, and all, at the same time, you still got Nick Foles on the roster, which I know you guys have written him off, and I'm not saying he's going to be good by any means. I think we're paying him like $11 million yeah, to sit on the it's bench a, this It's year. a lot to be the third string quarterback. to yeah. sit on the bench this <laughs> it's year. It's a fucking what, lot. What exactly are we talking about? And, man, all I the only visual I have in my head of Andy Dalton is that last play, I think it was against the – Washington football You're talking about team this last year, yeah, yeah, where he got obliterated. I can't remember who it was. that sounds right. I think I'm pretty it was. sure. It I think was, it was. Yeah, and I mean he got obliterated. Yeah, and then from then on out, the rest of the season he just was not the same. Hey, he <laughs> did not want to stand in the pocket. I mean, and I, no hate on Andy Dalton. He's had a good career. Now, granted, the Bengals obviously hate. They don't have any rings. They don't have anything to show for it. Now, I'm one to talk. However, that that's. That's just point blank, period. They never did anything. He's not a top 20 QB, top 50 QB. For for probably, he was a top 20 QB and definitely a good fantasy QB for a point in his career. Mm-hmm. But now, he no wasn't a, way. Not look, a big game look, quarterback. Look me in the eyes and tell me you draft Andy Dalton on any team, I mean, any I, team, before, as your starting quarterback no. or as a backup quarterback on your fantasy team. You ain't burning that spot. No. Why would you burn that on your roster, no. my man? So I mean, before Justin Fields got drafted, I was laughing out loud at you guys for yeah. picking up Andy Dalton. Uh, yeah, everybody keeps rubbing that in my face. Everybody still thinks he's going to be QB one, and I mean that's what the Bears are sticking to. I just, I mean, I don't yeah, th- you know, yeah, it's just, you, I don't know. They're going to be so gun shy. I feel like because you don't want to ruin a guy week one, because mm-hmm. um, you know we've seen that in the league where. But like you said, if he's ready, he's fucking ready. Right. Then it's go ahead. But, you right. know, I think I don't know. I think you just need to slot him in. And because, oh, okay, what's the opposite? He comes in and he sucks ass. And, okay, then there you fucking go. He's got a year to learn. He's a rookie I, quarterback. I don't think he's going to wait a year. I mean, unless. I don't think Justin Fields can wait a year, dude. I think unless they're playing ready. well, which I don't said, see man. them playing well with Andy Dalton or Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. Yeah, because if like um, I, like even in the scenario that I said where it's like maybe you wait a year, but if they are out of playoff contention and Andy Dalton and Nick Foles suck, one or the other, whoever it is, yeah. Bears fans are not going to sit around waiting for Justin Fields, Matt no. Nagy, and Ryan Pace can't sit or wait wait no. around for that. So. And it's winner, it's win or go home now for those two. At least one hundred and fifty percent, they have to be in win you now know, mode. Maybe Pace bought himself some more time with this Fields move. But maybe, maybe, but not not Nagy. No, not Nagy. Not, He's got to win. Period. Well, if Nagy doesn't, he's a QB guy. 
Right. He, he's the right. QB guy. If right. he doesn't show up and Justin Fields doesn't perform, number one, Justin Fields, everybody knows the level of talent he brings mm-hmm. to the game of football. And then you pair him with a so-called quarterback guru and Matt Nagy, and we'll give you the B of the D, the benefit of the doubt. Mitch wasn't your guy. He he was he was Ryan Pace's guy. Everybody knows the whole story. He set up the fake alias in the restaurant in Chicago and met Mitch, the whole deal. However, Justin Fields is Nagy's guy. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields or Matt Nagy went to that second tryout or the second pro day that was just supposed to only be about the 49ers and nobody even knew that Nagy was there. Fields is his guy. And if he wants to keep his job, he needs to develop him in the right way and they need to slot his ass in week one. They don't need to piddle fart around and goof around, and hey, yeah, you get you guys keep sticking around. You're gonna get I mean, plenty you of those me for some goofy <laughs> A duck snort? <laughs> what? Yeah. What in the world is a duck snort? If you guys know what a duck snort is, without us saying anything, just tweet at us and and say something yes snort. or no. Whatever. If JP listens, he's gonna be all over your ass. Hundred <laughs> percent. But I had but, never uh, heard of a duck snort. Duck in my snort. Life. Baseball. Little. Just a little blue pit. Just a, a little bullshit weak hit. Second, yeah. Little blue. And I said it, and Cole looked at me like I was talking. It's a Chinese. Hawk Harrelson thing. I'm not a Sox fan. I, I thought I thought it was. Uh, I was a cross brand. <laughs> and the part of me that was shocked that he didn't know is because he says shit like piddle fart over here yeah that that was the whole point of that little <laughs> sidebar right there but but yeah um they, they don't need to mess around at all they need to they need to slot them in week one they need to be in win now oh, mode man. and that is the only option for the bears head coach the bears front office and the bears as an organization unless they want the city of chicago to burn that's the only only answer period yeah <laughs> point blank period but uh enough of our team talk Everybody just loves to hear Bears and Packers. We got other stuff going on. Got um, UFC this weekend. It was supposed to be a fight that I was really looking forward to. Dillashaw versus Sanhagen. And mainly because I hate Dillashaw. Wanted wanted him to get his ass kicked, huh? I, oh, it, uh. He burns inside of me with a, a fiery passion for some of the things that he did to Team Alpha Male, to the person, to, to who he is as a person. It's not just surface level on on that guy. He's he's something special. Um, but he was supposed to fight Sandhagen, and this is another reason because he always seems to find reasons. He split his eye open in training camp, and now the fight's off. Called the fight off, but they're going to be rescheduling it. So. All right, TJ, for sure. Whatever you got to do, you. Uh, I just want to see this fight back on because TJ runs and runs and runs and runs his mouth, and he hasn't been in the in the cage since 2019. Right. Period. Point blank. Period. I I don't want to hear it. I don't care about injury. I don't hear about nothing. There's plenty of guys that fight with mm-hmm. injury. Matter of fact, there is the welterweight champion of the world. Kamaru Usman, the baddest man on the fucking planet. I don't care what you want to say. Yeah. Has fought with the worst knees in the game. Look it up. His knees are gone. His knees are non-existent. They are basically bone rubbing on bone. And he is the welterweight champion of the world. And consistently I was gonna say, has it, defended it that, that title. Close. And it has consistently close. defended that title. So don't give me that injury horse shit. 
because okay, if it's serious, it's serious things for sure. But I'll get off my soapbox about TJ because I could go on for days about that guy. And and not only the alpha male story, the team. You want to look up a crazy story? Look up the team alpha male story and what Dillashaw did and that whole thing with Uriah Faber and Cody Garbrandt and all those little guys over there. I, I've talked about it briefly on the pod before, but mm-hmm. that's all types of craziness. But the uh, th- there's some good fights on the card, nonetheless. I'm uh, I-, I love. Uh, I, oh, I don't think that uh, came through. A little, uh, little update here on the computer just scared the mess out of me. <laughs> I, I hope uh, that probably didn't come through on I the pod. I think probably good. Uh, but yeah, that scared the absolute mess out of me. However, moving right back to the UFC card, you got uh, now Rodriguez and Michelle Waterson facing off for the main event. I, not, I, not selling too many tickets, I don't, nah, I don't think. Not crazy. Michelle Waterson's always a fun fight to watch. And then now you got the co-main of the OG Cowboy, Donald Cerrone and Alex Morono. Cowboy, we all know that story at this point in time right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, I know he doesn't do any sparring anymore. I know I follow him on Instagram and a lot of other stuff. So I And I'm not saying that that man still isn't the baddest, one of the baddest men on the planet. Yeah. Ever, ever, ever. Cowboy is cowboy for a reason, and he holds the UFC records that he does for a reason. However... I think it's time to let sleeping dog lies. Sleeping dogs lie for cowboy. I I just can't I can't get behind him anymore. I don't want to see him get hurt. Yeah. I don't want I don't want to see that happen to cowboy. I don't want him to go out like Liddell did. Liddell right. Liddell got knocked out three four times back uh-huh. to back to back, and then okay, Chuck, we got <laughs> we yeah. got to slow it down. But right. I don't want that to happen to cowboy. You know, I, I would say that I I I agree with you. I I think it is kind of trending that way to play devil's advocate he did you know some of this losing streak it is to some of the current baddest dudes on the planet yeah. and ferguson gagey mcgregor yeah uh, and then obviously pettis on his way down as well so you know yeah i mean if you can't if you can't keep up with the baddest dudes on the planet anymore there's no reason to keep goofing yep. around you know and and that's my biggest thing cowboy yeah cowboy's my favorite fighter of all time what well, he's definitely in my top three i could probably think of other guys in my top three but cowboy i have watched him since he came into the ufc and he's been a stone cold killer ever since i mean he's been around for well over decade yeah at this 2011 was his ufc debut at least yeah he's uh He's been putting it down for a while. Uh, Neil Magny versus Jeff Neal should actually be a really solid matchup. Um, Neil Magny, he lost against uh, Michael Chiesa in his last matchup, didn't he? Uh, I don't yeah, know. <laughs> he sure did in the unanimous decision. Yes, sir, he did. And then, uh, but he was on a three-fight win streak before that, which was kind of surprising that he lost to Kiesa. But I remember Kiesa did handle him extremely well. He just t- kept taking him down, and he just used his heavy hips. Kiesa wrestled that that fight so beautifully but then um the uh, the fight before that magni got a or three straight unanimous decisions against yep. robbie lawler um martin oh anthony rocco martin and then um Li Jiang Lang. So Li Jiang Lang is actually back on the come up now. He just got his um, last fight. He got a KO in the first round of uh, P- Posabibio, I believe it is. I can't. It, it these some of these guys now in the UFC. It's like <laughs> I gotta hear um, Bruce. Uh, well, either Bruce or um, <laughs> I'm blanking on the other guy, <laughs> John Anik. 
John Anik. Oh, John Anik. Yeah, okay. John Anik. I thought you meant the other. No, uh, no. Bruce or John Anik. John Anik is one of the best in the game in pronunciations. Yeah. I mean, he never flubs up a single one. I know he's probably in his room going over the fight card about 10 times, but hey, whenever I meet you, John, or whenever you hear this, props to you, my friend. You are the best in the doggone game at he's this. He's a gambler. I mean, he is a gambling man. He knows all about that when it comes to the fights. He knows the fighter's Back, like the back of his hand. I mean, there's nothing that gets by him, and he's he's one of the best in the game. Yeah. Can you believe it? I mean, it's just he's great. A um, couple other ones I'm looking on that card. Uh, Amanda Hebus versus Angela Hill should be pretty solid. Ben Rothwell, Felipe Lynch should be solid. Phil Hawes and Kyle Daukus, that's a fight you definitely want to watch. Ryan Benoit and Zaruk Adashev, that's one you need to watch. And Jung Young Park, Tafan Nuchukwi, that's one you need to watch as well. So there's there's some pretty solid fights on this card, barring that the main event got canceled. So I, I think we should have a uh, pretty solid little fight night card here for our Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. It's going to be on, uh, I believe it's going to be on just straight ESPN. Don't even need the ESPN Plus action. Hey, the old UFC got their hey. uh, first IPO. and Oh, uh, that's right. Now, yeah, they're, yeah. now they're rocking and rolling. They're they're big balling now. Sign that Disney deal and it's all, yeah. all but a wrap. Basically, my man, uh, yeah, like you said, uh, I am, hopefully we can see a nice cowboy performance before he goes out for the last time. I would. I'd really appreciate that. We'll see what happens. I, I've I said it ten times already. I just I don't want to see Cowboy go out on a bad note. I and, know. and he's already kind of been going out. And I, I think that's say, why he wants one more. Yeah. But the thing is with Cowboy, the thing is with Cowboy, he's such a badass. Is that is if he gets this win, he'll think he's back, and then he'll want to yeah. come back again and get yeah. TKO'd or some shit again. So it's a, it's touchy, man. Know, it it's keeps, touchy. It keeps getting but, worse too. Yeah, but if he if he loses this one, he might take the gloves off in the octagon. Yeah, and that's just that's for the, for you not uh, hardcore committed fight fans. That's the sure sign signal that they are donezo mm-hmm. for career. They are gone. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm looking forward to this fight card for sure this weekend. Uh, NBA got some good action coming up uh, for the rest of the week today. Playoff picture really, really, really heating up. You got LeBron crying about the uh, playoff picture now, even though he was all about it in March. But now because his team might have to scrap actually for a year instead of just bulldozing everybody with their powerhouse abilities, he's all upset. Mm -hmm. Oh, It's funny how uh, not the the first team or player that's – had some issues with it once they find themselves in once they find in that seven oh, seed. yeah this is great oh we actually have to play in this thing we didn't we didn't get right. the one seed oh and uh, i this, love uh and, i love mark cuban as much listen, as anybody i do too and he, it, uh you know he did the same thing a couple months ago he sure did and if you listen to lebron's interview about this whole thing and it's been non-stop on just repeat on espn yeah he sounds like a little kid about it dude. <laughs> yeah. he's like whoever came up with this needs to be fired but whatever like, yeah, yeah. what are you, a teenage girl? Yeah. What are we talking about right now, dude? Yeah. Like, I've got a lot of respect for the man, but that was not his same. best moment. Get, get your happy ass in uniform and go play into this tournament. Yeah. And if you want to cement your legacy, you go win this championship yeah. in spite of the fact. Right. What are we, what are we even talking about right yeah. now? You're complaining about this? Like, come on. And it's the writing's on the wall. It's well, because another you have thing. to fight, you yeah. big-ass baby. Rob Perez had something. It was a quote tweeting somebody that was like, oh, because the Celtics are in a uh, 
similar. Actually, they're in the seventh spot right now, and it was something like, oh, if the NBA loses out on the Celtics and or Lakers in the actual tournament, it's, you know, ah, it's like people should be fired. I don't, I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if it was that yeah. excessive, but then he was like, if uh, both of these teams can't collectively win one game in two tries, then mm. like, it, Correct. I'll laugh my ass off to sleep. Correct. I don't know what he said, but then, then they shouldn't be in right. a play in game in the first place. Right. I mean, you know, the, and the Celtics, they've got, you know, they're going to have two chances against whether it's the Hornets, Pacers, Wizards. They're like, give me a break. Come on. Yeah. And, and it, it, it makes it more interesting yes. as, as much as I hate to say it as a fan and as somebody who consumes it, creates content off of it, it, it just makes it that much more interesting to get even more people involved, which right. make your contracts even that much bigger. So quit your bitching and go dribble the ball, man. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Go on to hardwood and, and do your shit talking there. Don't, like, you're not going to change don't be in the that playoff position. format now. And if you want to go back to the CBA when it comes up for expiration, go on ahead and do that and say you don't want this playoff in right. there. But for right now, just 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 go play ball just go play ball that that's all i ask because <laughs> that, that is goofy and that is the face of the nba saying some goofy shit like right. that like that's that's a bad look for the nba i mean if you wanted to say that you know back in the offseason when they yeah. first announced it sure sure but he, but sure. he backed it because then it backed would, it right because then it would have been like okay yeah like they ain't even gonna come close to it andy's still shit talking yeah. like maybe I, I i can hear yeah. you out on this but uh yeah the second that you're tied for that seat <laughs> like that's yeah just a bad look, literally dude. that second it's a bad look but hey whatever nonetheless not gonna badger the man because every other media outlet is but uh you know how we feel on it now so we're looking forward to the nba playoffs unlike a lot of potential teams and other players so we'll see how that bad uh, bad boy shakes out how that whole situation happens and uh no real nhl news nothing uh, crazy major coming up yet playoffs uh right around the corner like we said we're staying away from that action there has just been way too many question marks if we see uh some other of our cappers in the community or anything got some pretty solid plays absolutely um what made me stay away is i took a few plays in my mind just wrote them down didn't put any money on them didn't track mm-hmm. them nothing did research on them mm-hmm. and got blown out of the effing water yeah and i was just like wait what now well how does this make any type of sense so and i wasn't even mad at the plays and they still lost so right. i'm gonna take a little break i was on a little bit of a, a losing streak there so gonna take a break kind of reassess see what's happening here into the playoffs dive deep into a few different key metrics and numbers and see what we can do uh as far as winning some doggone bets and cashing some tickets in the NHL, because we need to get that back positive, my friend. Outside of that, anything else you uh, you got burning on the heart, burning on the brain? You've been uh, wanting to get out for the last few days since, uh, or just the last day, actually, since these folks haven't been able to hear us, and soon to be every single day they're going to be able to hear us and see us. Right. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? I can't. How far have we come? Wow. Started as a crazy idea, and we're just... Getting crazier, I guess. Getting crazier. Um, it's it's definitely crazy. We're uh, just taking one step on the ladder at a time, mm-hmm. and... Uh, doors just keep opening so we're just gonna keep going through them and uh kick, thank you guys maybe for kick a few down if we have to who yeah knows? You, hey who knows what happens but thank you guys for being there with the ride all the way all the way along with us i mean this wouldn't be possible and pursuing our passions and giving you what 
we're passionate about and producing this content would, wouldn't be possible without you. Right. It wouldn't be possible if you didn't tune in and listen and actually consume our content. It wouldn't be possible. And we wouldn't be continuing doing this if you guys didn't and weren't following and weren't giving the great ratings and the great comments and the stuff you are. We appreciate that so much. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate that. I mean, literally, we would be nothing without you guys. So (laughs) thank you so, so much for all the support. Now, let me give something a little bit back to you today, huh? Do it. Colts Motivation Minutes. Give something back, huh? So today, wanted to give you a little quote, another little quote, but also some perspective and, uh, as per usual, a little additional thought on said quote. So for today's Motivation Minutes, the quote of the day is, Without rain, nothing grows. Embrace the storms of this life. One more time. Without rain, nothing grows. Embrace the storms of this life. Pretty self-explanatory. Don't have to get too down deep into that. But what it comes down to, ladies and gentlemen, is you're never going to escape adversity in this life. You can't run from it. You can't pause it. You can't stop it. You can't move in the opposite direction. It's going to hit you. Uh, let me be the first one to tell you. Mm-hmm. Hate to break it to you, but that's just how it is. But the key is how you handle that. How you handle those trials, those tribulations, those challenges. Are you willing to embrace them? Or do you turn and run in the opposite direction as fast as you can, but then they eventually catch up with you anyway? I hope that you side with the first And I hope that you are conscious enough to realize that facing that adversity and overcoming it is the only way to get anywhere in this life. The true aptitude or measure of a human is not how successful they are on the surface level, not how successful everybody thinks they are, not how great they look on social media. The true level or the true measure of that person is what they are behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. You've heard it a million times, but who is that person in adversity? Are they still beating the same drum that they do when they're cookies and cream and everything's going beautiful and their days are great? They got no worries. Are they the same person? Are they completely different? Now... Again, I hope you find yourself on the first side. And if you're not, it's okay. Because I am the first one to raise my hand as well and say it is extremely hard to do this. It takes a lot of work to face your adversity and your fear. And I have done it time and time and time and time and time again in my life. And one thing that I know is that every single time that adversity is trying to teach you something in order to get you to that next level of your life. You have to embrace it in order to learn that, or it's not going to ever teach you what what you need to learn. Mm -hmm. And in order, as Leonardo DiCaprio once said, every new level of our lives requires a different version of ourselves. 
So if you aren't willing to face that adversity and let it make you become a bigger and better version of yourself than you already are, you're never going to reach that next level of your life. It's point blank period. You cannot avoid adversity. You cannot change adversity, but you can choose how you react to your adversity. Right. And it does. It does take an extreme amount of work. There is no question about it. But even if you choose to be courageous and take on your adversity and go head first and you become a little hesitant or you get a little anxious or you get angry, if you can be conscious enough to turn that thought around and realize and say to yourself, this is just here to teach me. This is just here to help me grow. This is just help here to help me learn. I don't know why. I have no clue as to why it's hitting me in the head right now, but I'm going to trust it and I'm going to let it take me to that next level of my life. If you want to be successful, and you'll hear me say it over and over again, definition of successful, happy, fulfilled, and joyful, not filled with cash and cars and having 2 billion followers on Twitter, none of that. That's not success. Success is right inside. And how you find that is by finding yourself in those moments of adversity. And when you can find yourself in those moments of adversity and stick to who you are and what you believe in, the version of yourself when you are not in adversity is going to be someone that you would have never imagined you could have attained. Mm Mm-hmm. Point blank period. Point blank period. That's my thoughts on weathering the storms in this life, allowing the rain and the storms and trials to come onto your life and allow them to help you grow. Teach you some lessons. Our man, Mac Miller, likes to reference this a lot in his songs. He references a lot of... Water my seeds to the flower just grow. Plant my seeds to the flowers will grow. He references that line so much. Mm-hmm. And you never really realize it until you listen to it. And he had that mindset. That's, that is that mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm planting the seeds now. I'm watering the seeds now. I'm letting the adversity happen now. So that later, when I least expect it, the flower's going to bloom. Right. Every single time. Not only it should help you be a better person on a, a better or stronger person on a day-to-day basis, if that if similar adversity comes around again, you're going to have a better idea of how to deal with it. Absolutely. It just keeps, it, it's, it's as if you just keep adding spiritual and mental power to your toolbox, mm-hmm. your mental toolbox. You just continue to learn how to deal with situations and if you run away from it you ain't ever gonna learn how to deal with it and as um a wise old redneck likes to tell me quite often you ain't gonna learn any younger so you might as well get her done there you go ladies and gentlemen there you go you ain't gonna learn any younger stop being scared learn any younger stop being scared and just do it 
Overcome, learn, grow, become a better version of yourself. That does it for Colts Motivation Minutes. I uh, know I got real serious there, kicked it real down into low gear. I uh, wanted to give you guys just uh, some good food for thought, something something to carry you on, even if uh, only one of you is going through some serious adversity and that helped you. I did my job. Mm-hmm. As I always say, I did my job. I just want to I want to share a message of positivity and and perspective and in in an industry that you just really don't see it to tell you the right. truth. I mean, and not saying that that people avoid it by any means, but just trying to bring a little more to light and just uh hey, while you're cashing some tickets, you're getting a little bit of a little kick in the ass. A little kick in the ass too, if you will. Or and enlightenment. While you're getting some analytical knowledge, you're getting some spiritual knowledge too. All in one. I mean, we're just checking boxes here at the Talking the Line podcast. I don't I don't know at this point what more you could want. We got straight plays. We got special plays. We got money line dice rolls. We got banter. We got motivation minutes. I mean Ah, now that I say that, we're probably going to bring some new stuff on. We always got to keep it going, keep it rolling, keep it fresh, keep it looking good. What am I talking about? Oh, man, I can't wait to to implement some of these plans. I I just kind of... uh, Kind of almost let a little bit of action slip there, but uh, oh, man, I cannot cannot (laughs) wait. I cannot wait to bring this all to you guys. And again, it it is because of you that we want to do this. We're not doing this for ourselves. Of course, we want to cash fucking tickets all day long too. <laughs> I mean, we love that, but we're not doing this for ourselves. We're doing this for you guys. We are we we are literally in this to provide value and educate and entertain all of you at the same at the same time. And you know, if you could be so kind, be a friend, tell a friend. Let's all run some tickets to the window together, huh? I mean, what? You got a bunch of gambling pals who are just out there trying to figure out what plays to take, what uh, what things to look at. Tell them to come on over, hang out with the TTL crew. We ain't bad guys. We're going to give you winners. You're going to win money with us, no question. You can check the records. You can look at both me and Mag's action app. And last time I looked, it is green across the bottom of that stat tracker. So... I'm uh, I'm pretty positive you should tell them to come on over and start betting with the TTL crew. Now, we may have a few bad days. I'm not saying we're 100 percenters, but I'm saying that we're better than most. Better than most, and we do a lot of research. So, got to be good here somewhere. You know? No, I'm saying here, guy. I know what you're saying, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get on out of here, before we let these kind, kind degenerates, man, I... T- I just I, I can't thank you guys enough for taking a few moments uh, just to come and uh, hang out with us. Any final thoughts? Any parting words? Anything you just been dying to get out over the last hour and ten minutes of the TTL pod? I got nothing else. All right, hey, that's what I was hoping for. Yesterday you dropped a or Monday you dropped a bombshell on us. A little bit Th- throwing uh, throwing some just random random uh, random fact right out there at the end. Usually uh, pretty hush hush at the end of the podcast. <laughs> so let's wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen. As per usual, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Once again, this vision, this goal, this passion of ours would not be possible without 
each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And make sure you get all of your fam, friends, neighbors, relatives, everything in between on board. Come get some mental knowledge, come get some analytical knowledge, and come get some spiritual knowledge while you're at it. Checking boxes here with the TTL crew. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have other plans. Let's cash some tickets.